That's a great one from Queen and David Bowie under pressure. Now uh, we've got a um, we've got a studio full of people this morning. I've um, I've got with me Michael, who is uh, kind of co-hosting with me this morning, and uh, he'll be hosting his own show at some stage in the future, in the very near future. Good morning, there, Michael. How are you? Good day. I'm fantastic. Thank you very much for asking yourself. I'm uh, I'm I'm very well. And uh, we've also got Brendan here who is going to be talking with us about crypto and uh, cryptocurrency. Is that right, Brendan? Correct, mate. The only thing that's incorrect with that statement is my name is Brandon. Brandon, my, my <laughs> cool. apologies. I've got it all my it's life. It's all good. I've been Brenton and... Um, yeah, all kinds it of It was things. like when I first moved here as well, I was um, a Michael, Michael, and they kept saying, who, what, where? And I went, Michael. And they went, Michael, oh, Michael, Michael. <laughs> Michael. And I was like, yep, that's it. It's got to get the accent <laughs> on, eh? As long as we're not called late for breakfast, as they, yeah. uh, they, they, they used to say. Okay, uh, Brandon, crypto. Uh, look, I, I, I've got to, uh, I guess, um, uh, confess I really don't know much about it. Tell me what crypto is. Uh, well, crypto was started. Um, uh, well, the first crypto was um, Bitcoin. Um, yeah, that, that was basically the, the first adventures of it, um, and from there it's grown into its own industry. Um, yeah, it was basically started as a response to the glo- global financial crisis, the GFC, and um, people were seeing holes in traditional finance and how it's been manipulated and how central governments, you know, take control of it and that sort of thing. So from the, the invention of um, Bitcoin, a whole ecosystem has sprouted out over the last 10, 12, 15 years, you know. Um, so, yeah, it basically started with Bitcoin, but then we've gone into uh, other different protocols like Ethereum, Cardano, Polygon, Matic. Um, yeah, and so now it's its own ecosystem for decentralised finance, but also for investment, obviously. Um, but within that ecosystem, you've got things like uh, loans where you don't need banks anymore. You can basically just put up your own crypto. They put it into a smart contract. You can lend 50% of it. Um, it puts it in a stable coin. You can cash that out into fiat. And, um, yeah, it's completely centralised to gaming, um, to micropayments, um, NFTs, obviously, the um, uh, crypto... Uh, Real estate, mining, so everything in the traditional finance is now um, with this emerging technology is going into cryptocurrency and blockchain. And with that emerging technology, what, um, from my knowledge of it, is is the actual blockchain is the actual disruptive technology on that because you're ultimately then releasing the third party or the need for someone else to manage thus finances, hence the banks, etc. And with that technology, you're able to go independently, um, person to person, and contract that um, throughout that. Is that right? Yeah, 100%. It's peer to peer. Yeah. You know, so we, we, don't, um, we don't need banks anymore. You know, we literally don't need banks anymore. But right down to... Um, to cross-border payments, for example, like you use the SWIFT network and just say you wanted to transfer $1,000, $100, $10,000, whatever, to another country, a person in another country, that might take five to seven days. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they hold up the payments and then there's problems with it. The fees that they charge are ridiculous. Whereas I can send Bitcoin, XRP, Ethereum, you know, Chainlink or whatever it is to, a, to another party across the world and it'll be there within minutes, mm-hmm. you know. So 
there's that and also micropayments like the music industry are breaking right into cryptocurrency where they're doing things like um, they've got platforms where people can listen to their music and instead of it's sort of pay to play it's, a, it's the same concept as um, gaming where say for example you want to listen to a song um, and you can listen to that song and it will cost you point zero 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 one of a cent you know, if you try to transfer one cent to somebody in traditional finance, it'll probably cost you $3. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. So there's no point. So now you can actually, with, even with the gaming and the streaming, people can, um, for the length of time that they watch, if it's 45 minutes or four and a half minutes, they actually pay for that time. Mm-hmm. But they do it in micropayments. You know? So, so you, uh, Brandon, you've outlined a number of benefits there. Uh, uh, what are the risks around this as well? Um. In crypto, there are risks. Um, there are rug pulls, there's scams, there's all manner of stuff because it's not... Tell me what a rug pull is. A r- <laughs> I know what that is. <laughs> I know what that is. <laughs> I know what that is. <laughs> well, I don't. A rug pull is basically uh, a crypto because, say for example, um, everything is um, transparent and it's on the blockchain, including the code, right? So you'll get, say, Ethereum, for example, is... And they'll, they can get the entire code off Ethereum and then they can change the protocol. Um, Ethereum runs in 10, minutes, 10 minute blocks. They can go, okay, and they have an inflation rate of so much and they distribute so much. You can get that code, copy it, literally just copy it. It's all open source. And um, put a different symbol on it, a different ticker, change it from 10 minutes to 5 minutes and the inflation rate from 2.5% to 3.8%, a distribution of 10,000, call it something, better being you've got a crypto. You can literally create a crypto with two or three people that know what they're doing in an afternoon. So that's a very technical way of placing it. I can uh, uh, come it right down. So basically yeah. imagine that um, you've got individuals, they understand all the benefits that can be had. Yeah? Yep. They start a project in respect to getting some hype around this kind of like on the bandwagon of what the benefits are. However, there's no actual benefit realisation or future planning for the project to go live. So they get all the investment to actually do the project. They get all the investors in to actually buy and think that they're going. And then guess what they do? Boom! They pull the rug right right from underneath it and everybody disappears into... You know, the, the unknown unknown <laughs> and no one's left with anything. But, and that kind of thing does really um, heighten the risk for uh, many individuals to start mm. to even mm. look into the cryptocurrency, NFT, metaverse and everything else that's coming. However, it is not only coming, it's already here and it will eventually consume everybody. And we'll see, I, I think I, earlier on I was kind of... Um, almost compared it to the printing press where all those years ago we had you know people come along and say we're just going to print money now that's we're literally just going to do this so if you could imagine it on the same scale as that invention of blockchain and then realize where that's going to i think it's very important for everybody to understand that even if you don't dive right in Dip your feet into it because your kids, 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 it'll be, it'll be here forever. Mm. Well, mm. on that, the, the, when we're talking about inherent risks, um, the, the, what I like about protocols and, and, um, 
and there was so much that you just said there, so I'm going to kind of break that down. Is one um, you have it, uh, it? It's it's certified in code, which means that if you have a crypto that has a certain disparation, um, uh, inflation rate, or it's a certain protocol does a certain thing, nobody can go along and now change it. They can't just print more coins, right? So you've got what's called a cap or a limited supply. In fiat currency, like the Federal Reserve, in the last 18 months has printed more money than they have in the last 42 years. Right Now that is going to cause hyperinflation, the breakdown of the supply chain worldwide, you know, and what we've gone through in the last two years. That's why you're getting a lot of institutions now that are looking at, and they've got, say, I don't know, $10 billion or whatever that's in fiat. They're shifting it into um, things like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency to hedge against inflation, right? So when, like, you do have things like rug pulls, but how I generally get people in, because um, I've had people from Uber drivers to stock guys to real estate guys, even a few bankers, which is my favourite. <laughs> I love red pilling them. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, from all varieties. And even with, like, uh, big stock guys or real estate guys, I say, listen, liquidate 5% of your portfolio that you're in profit in. Don't do it while you're down, uh, obviously. And put it into crypto and then see how it performs. Now, the best way to get someone involved in the crypto is you put 100 bucks in. Now, once you've got money involved in something, you start to study it a bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you've got skin in the game. A bit of skin in the game helps, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And I, I'm like, just hedge yourself in. Don't go all in and go, oh, great, I've got all this money. I'm just going to pile it all in. It's what's called dollar cost averaging where you sort of buy it like once a week, every Thursday or something like that. So the price goes up and down all over the place, but you've averaged in. You know, so it's a hedge against the, the dollar, um, but it also gives um, people a, a different time horizon. We're sort of going in the financial things. I will I will veer back to um, uh, what crypto and why it's important and that. Um, but for example, you get someone that is a young Uber driver or stacks, you know, at things at uh, shelves at Coles, or a carpenter or a plumber or a guy that sells real estate or whatever, and you sort of just go, listen, the 80 or $120 that you've got a week, that's liquid, you know, that you kind of can save with, instead of, put, <laughs> instead of putting it in the bank, you know, buy Bitcoin mm-hmm. or cryptocurrency. Because mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to give financial advice because I'm not a financial advisor. But what I can do with financial advice, and this is 100% financial advice, if you keep your money in fiat in a bank account, you are losing money every single day. That I can guarantee. Well, what it can also guarantee, well, you know, uh, by judging from the past, if you put it into cryptocurrency, it's going to gain value. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at it. So let me understand here, Brandon, you're talking about crypto as an investment that potentially um, appreciates versus a transactional currency that you can pay your bills with and all, all of that. Is that right? It does both. It does both. For example, I can buy an apartment in Dubai with Bitcoin. I can buy a Lamborghini in Bitcoin. I can buy a BMW. I can buy land here in Australia. I can buy houses here in Australia. So it's kind of both. But to just say, for example, I put $100,000 into Bitcoin and then in three, five years' time, it turns into 450000 I can now buy a $450,000 house and it's only cost me 100000 you know, but you do have things like XRP where you'll do. I get paid in crypto, 
um, all my transactions, all the students that, that, that um, I teach, they all pay me in crypto. So it's both, you know. But I look at it like real estate. Is, is there – well, like I said, I, I really don't know anything about uh, about crypto, but one of the perceptions that I, I have is that there's a level of anonymity and lack of traceability with, with transactions. Is, is that perception fair and no, reasonable? No, it's 100% fake. Yeah, total opposite, actually. It's, like, it's, it's so transparent that, that this is the whole point of the blockchain, that it's actually available – um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I'm concerned with what I have found out about it, due to the fact that the blockchain chain technology is like almost like an open ledger, so but without it being okay. behind closed doors, everybody is actually authenticating that transaction um, through their cloud computing, which is a, a cloud computing is just essentially a whole load of computers that are all joined together. You know, it's not like it's yeah, up in the yeah. airy fairy land. So it's that ledger that is constantly being traced. Okay. And Constantly being tracked, and then as you've said, there, um, there's only like what is how many bitcoins is there? Um, got there's 12 is it 12 million or 14 million? But there's only like two and a half million or four million still to be, um, still to be mined, still to be mined, distributed, correct? Yeah, can I can I tell you the context of 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 that uh, of, of that question? Um, is because a couple of years ago within my business outside of of IPL, um, I came in to work one day and our server and IT system had been hacked and there was a message on the screen that says we've basically encrypted everything on your server um, and it's, uh, we're holding you to ransom was, was basically it. And the message then said, uh, you know, how you respond will, uh, will depend how much we charge you for that ransom and the ransom shall be in, in Bitcoin. And, uh, and, and when I, I talked to our IT people, they said, yep, that's a fairly common occurrence. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the authorities and they said, yes, they ask for it in Bitcoin because it's, you know, it could be anybody from, you know, Johnny in his bedroom to the Russian mafia yeah. um, and, and dealing with that. And, and, and with, with, with Bitcoin or, or cryptocurrency, um, because they can bounce it all over the world, um, you don't know where it's where it's going. So how, how can how, how can that be? But you tell me it's all linked and traceable. Because I think that comes back to the again uh, it comes back to the original kind of like concept that um, our money today is actually centralised over to the right hand side here. Even if they ask for cash, yeah, yeah, yep. like it's very hard to actually trace cash as well. Like you know, it bounces all over the place, and Absolutely. unfortunately, yeah. they just don't have a control over it. So like nothing's changed in that instance. Mm. Um, but it, they just it's it's much harder for um people that are in control, like your federal police and so and government etc., because mm. they're totally left. It, it's if you could imagine, it's actually completely the opposite of what they're actually trying to do. It's a centralised versus a decentralised system. Mm. So um, I would come back with the same comparison. Even if it was cash and it was electrically transferred, you would still get the same kind of like um, situation where I think that we're more that we're coming into... um, you know, the internet, etc. This just highlights how important it is for cybersecurity now and your intellectual property that mm. you have within your actual organisation.
situation because most yes. people, even though that's flung herself, we've been uh, propelled into um, the reality of technology now. Mm. Many people are still on the back foot, even protecting themselves with cyber security. Most IT firms don't actually do that, but. Um, I believe that the actual foundations of what this technology gives you and the insights that it gives you, mm. if it was, uh, when it is kind of like more um, indoctrinated or, you know, within society, I think it will be much, it's easy, yeah, I think this is where it gets a bit grey, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey, because it's all, the technology's ahead of its time. Like, you know, if you could, again, go back to the printing press, we're, we're basically in the first, like, five years of the printing it, press. It is a formative uh, uh, technology, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Oh, it's completely yeah. disruptive, yeah. completely. Yeah, it's going to, well, it already has disrupted the, yeah. the whole financial institutions, in, including, um, oh, there's, once again, there's a lot in what you just said. Well, if, excuse me, <coughs> if um, you wanted to bar ban a currency that's used for fraud, terrorism, money laundering, the number one instrument for all that is the US dollar. Mm -hmm. right? You can't trace the US dollar. All ransomware and, and stuff like that that's happened even on the, um, the oil pipeline that just uh, recently happened, they traced it back to the people. Anyone that's buying anything off the dark net or doing any illegal mm -hmm. transaction, Bitcoin is the <laughs> last thing that you would want to use. Now, there are things out there like privacy coins and that sort of stuff and mixes and ZK roll-ups and all that sort of thing. Um, but it, it's not it's not used for illegal purposes. It's just not. You, you would have to be foolish to do it because it's on the blockchain. And once it's on the blockchain, that transaction is there forever. All right. Like you, you have a transaction, just say, I got $100 million and I transfer it to the Cayman Islands or whatever, whatever. Um, they can go back and erase them records. You can't erase anything that's on the blockchain. Right? And they're also doing things which I, I think would be fantastic um, is they're putting the voting on the blockchain. Mm. So it's completely transparent. And that's the you know? bit that it, it really interests me. It's not just um, tied to currency. It's yeah. like, you know, like a transactional kind of... It's basically, it's like almost like a tracking device, you know, that you're yeah. able to see who's involved, mm -hmm. what's actually happening, and there's no, um, you know, again, back to that Fifty Shades of Grey, you, you know, you're not somebody else is coming in and tampering mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. something. Yeah. So on the voting um, side of things... Well, Coca-Cola are using uh, the blockchain. Um, yeah. iExec is another company that um, uses it. For example, it brings down costs because, um, well, there's, there's two things on that. Just say um, I had, I was selling... I don't know. I've used this example before, but I uh, John Deere tractors. Mm -hmm. Now, John Deere tractors, they might need to get their tyres from Germany. They might need to get parts from Switzerland. They might get other parts that are shipped over from from England, etc., uh, etc. Et right. So then, all these different currencies need to be engaged to pay for them, and then taken to wherever the headquarters is. I don't know where it is. They then assemble it. They then put it on a truck. They then drive it to. Um, a port, they then get a crane that puts it on a sea container, that can sea container then goes to wherever it goes to, that then gets pulled off a truck and then taken to John Deere, da da da. Now all the way through that, all the, that's transactioned all the way through the entire world. What uh, companies have to do is they might have to have $100 million in, in yen and $100 million in the British pound and $100 million in US and the euro and you know Australian dollars. Well now they don't need any of that. They can just use one currency, right? They can use a cryptocurrency. One, it's instant payment. 
but also it gets that liquidity, the hundreds of millions of dollars that are tied up in foreign exchanges. They can now get all that and they can build bigger factories. They can invest more in technology. See, it frees up that, that the liquidity that's required to do that. Also, on the blockchain, they're, they're doing things with Coca-Cola. For example, you will have a truck driver that um, has a certain route and all the venting machines, he, that's his job, fills up venting machines and he needs 16 Cokes out of this one, eight uh, lemonades you know, out of that one and then all the way through his whole run. Well, on the computer, on the blockchain, it will tell you that he needs 132 Cokes 80 lemonades, da-da-da-da, and then the computer then tells the factory that and they actually load up the exact amount onto that truck, right? So he's not driving, they're not just putting pallets on there and he comes back with half of it's empty. Mm. Uh, sorry, mm. it's half it's still full. But also now what they can project in real time is the consumers, uh, how much has been consumed mm. and then also in the different areas. So... The, the blockchain is right across every form of uh, of commerce yeah. at this stage. And I think that's um, where the association and why I got really interested in the blockchain because, as you said, kind of Bitcoin was the introduction. The really the main kind of like you know here it is technology. Um, it was a perfect uh, use case. Perfect use case, and um, you know we still don't know who that was. You know there's conspiracy kind of like all the way throughout who actually yeah. disrupted it because you know the last person that went to disrupt something like that is like you know was like Gaddafi, like you know when he came out with the gold kind of like stream and yep. look where he ended up. Look where he ended up. So like for me, seeing that kind of like you know because that's what it was. It's challenging the way we currently or not even we currently do business the way that business is currently conducted and we just have to fall into those rules yep. and what this is giving is is empowering almost mm. the individual with the other individual to say well there's no actual need for that and you're getting better insights and you're getting better kind of actual knowledge on how to do what you want to do in any form of business yep. in any sense it's 100 percent sovereignty yeah so we're, we're talking about all of this disruption technology and everything like that um brandon how uh or are the banks and the traditional finance markets uh, scared or concerned? How are they responding? Uh, they're responding how every multinational corporation does. They're trying to legislate it, um, you know, which is just hilarious. If you listen to um, what's happening in the US Senate at the moment, it really displays how ignorant um, and misinformed the senators are and politicians are. They, they're just asking the most Denial, bizarre, incorrect <laughs> questions that you can ever imagine. It's truly embarrassing. Um, so yeah, that that's. Um, sorry, I got to sidetrack. What was the question? <laughs> sorry. How, how are the banks responding to all of this? Oh yeah, they're jumping on board. Um, yeah, they're hundred percent doing that. The the C was it CBDC or CDB? Well, I can't remember. Central Bank Digital Currency. CBDC. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah, the central bank are bringing out their own crypto. Yeah, but right. it's centralised. Yeah, 100%. And, that, and that's the difference is that for people that are not actually 100% aware of that sovereignty and that e exclusion of that Well, party. talk about 100% sovereignty. Like, um, not to, you know, um, harp on our different brothers and sisters, but look at what's happening in China at the moment. Okay, they can literally ban you from buying... Uh, groceries, they can ban you from getting on trains, they can ban you for everything because their central currency is digitalised. It's already done. Yeah. 
So if the CBDC, whatever comes out with the Federal Reserve and all that sort of stuff, I wouldn't be touching it with a barge pole because that gives you control. They can freeze your bank account. The G12, because we've seen that in Canada happening. Oh, yeah. We've also seen, I think, in the, is it the G12 in the UK who basically have, um, again, came out with this model, governments and banks, yeah. et cetera, um, but almost kind of said, rather than paying you cash, we're all we're almost going to give you tokens yep. to buy you, like, bread and necessities. So th- yep. then all of a sudden, it, once this technology th- kind of goes into that realm, if it is with this one to the right, um, they basically ultimately what it's saying is is that um, employers and government will be able to decide what you will be able to pay. It's a bit like the old yeah. food stamps, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? yeah, exactly. It's exactly, it's exactly like that. It because exactly you control. controlled. So this other technology to the or this other way to the left is basically saying no, no, no. We want to have free will in yep. respect to how we manage our money, how we transact, how we actually do business with each other. So we're willing to actually invest heavily within to the blockchain in this manner, not in a centralised manner, in a decentralised manner. And that's the interesting thing for me within this whole thing. I think that's what many people miss, mm-hmm. is that they get caught up too much on, you know, all the different elements. But it's actually, for me, is that main battle at the moment of what roads are people going to go down? And you, I f- feel from you, you're kind of out expressing to people, listen, here's some information, I've been doing it for X, Y, Z, and this is the real cause um, that might happen if you choose to go down the centralised one, because it will be a battle. Oh yeah, 100%, and it's already happening. Yeah. But what I, I love about governments is they're ineffective and they're slow, and they're, they're very bad at what they do. You know, like by the time that they, especially when it comes to technology, I, I, I can remember a similar quote from Kerry Packer many years ago. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> when he was, um, when they, that's right. When he had that hearing and um, he, they were talking about how much tax he was, yes. he was saving, and, and he you're goes, not doing it very well. <laughs> that's yes. right. Why would I give it to you? Because you'll just waste it. <laughs> Speaking of such things, let's take a little break now, and uh, I think here's here's a very uh, pertinent uh, song from the Flying Lizards. Talking all things money, well, actually not money, crypto, Bitcoin, all those sorts of, uh, Real money. <laughs> what do they call them, non-fungible, non-fungible yeah. tokens, non-fungible NFTs, to- NFTs? yes, yes. Well. yes. Yeah. Now, Brandon, we, you know, we've, we've talked a lot generally about crypto and everything and you're, uh, you're, you're obviously, you know, immersed in it, eating, sleeping and, and, and breathing it, you, you have a business uh, involved in it, what, what, do, you, what do you do within, within that, tell me more. Um, well, what we do at Orange Rick Road is we um, we help everything uh, everyone out from a noob, right? That, that's the saying in crypto: a noob, a new yeah, person. I, I'm a noob. Right? Yeah. <laughs> come, come. So someone exactly like yourself, right? That just goes, "What is this Bitcoin magic internet money this thing? This jiggery you know? pokery <laughs> Bitcoin stuff. Tell me all about it. What's this bloody blockchain, my colleague? <laughs> you know?" And we just go, "Okay, let's start from the basics. Like, how do you sign up to an exchange? How do you KYC? It's know your customers, the government regulation." how to connect your bank account, how to buy crypto. We give advice on how to do – well, we give suggestions rather than advice on which, which cryptos to buy, how to store them correctly, the technology behind it. Then uh, on the website, we've got an FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions. It's got about 15, 25, 10-minute videos on different things like what a DAO is, um, you know, right down to proof of work, proof of stake, and people just go down in their own rabbit hole and then mm-hmm. go through their own time. 
Then we do um, uh, the, uh, the academy, which is taking people right from a beginner all the way through until they're at a stage. I think it's a seven-step program. But we mainly do one-on-one. So it's, it's mm-hmm. what I found when I first started about four or five years ago was there's that much information on on uh, you know YouTube and um, uh, 4chan and <laughs> Reddit and stuff like that. You can really get lost mm. and, you, and you can really get sort of scammed. And I just... Mm. What I did was, I, I kind of just turned around and said, what I would have really liked when I first started was someone to show me, go like, go here, click here, this is what this means. And then yeah. I go, but what about this? And I'd ask questions. And that's what I like about teaching when I know that the the client is, is switched on is when they start asking questions. They're mm. not just going, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So you're explaining it to them like what a seed phrase is. Mm-hmm. Someone will go, oh, but what happens if I lose my phone and it's all on my phone? Well, that's what a seed phrase is, right? Uh, then we, we have newsletters that go out. We also run uh, things on uh, um, uh, Zoom meetings for different protocols. Mm-hmm. So we'll have someone on that represents a certain crypto or a protocol. They do a presentation. We invite everyone. They do a presentation. Normally goes for... 20, 25 minutes, and then we opened up Q&A so people can directly ask the people that are involved in the project, what does this mean, how does this work? So it's like, so it's very much one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So you if know? he's a noob, what am I? Uh, you, <laughs> I'm not sure what you are yet, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm a newbie, as long as you're not a doobie, I reckon you might yeah. be all right. <laughs> Because it's almost like smoke. <laughs> it sounds like almost like a, a pathway and a triage you're able to give people, you know, that is really interested, but as you said, doesn't really know where to start. Well, there's so many directions you can go into. Yeah. Like you, you can just start off as a basic investor. I buy these things, I put it into a wallet, I have it secure, my timeline is three, five, eight years or whatever it is, and this is how I'm going to invest. So people that do like uh staking, which is liquidity providing, so you're earning interest on, on your crypto. Yeah. Um, and that there's so many different areas like the gaming, the NFTs, the you know, uh, the actual trading. So people kind of find their own direction. Mm-hmm. So when they do, we've got guys that specialise in different areas. Like we've got someone who specialises in Hex and Pulse Chain, that protocol that's coming out. Someone who, uh, that knows all about NFTs. Like I do this full time, and I have done for years. Right? I can't keep up with the market. It's just impossible. It's going at such a speed. But I've got people that specialise in all different areas. So when I want to know something, I'll just ring up Julia. So this is <laughs> I'll just bring up a one-stop shop then is yeah, essentially yeah. what you're offering. And so how could people get in contact with you and your organisation if they wanted to um, explore or sign up to um, come into this new way of you know existing? Sure, orangebrickroad.com. Just get on there. All the teachers are there, all the profiles are there, what we do is all there. Uh, the academy sign-ups there, the newsletters there, everything's on it. Um, I don't know if I should give out my phone number, but, um, you know, probably. Do you, do you want people to phone you? Sure. Okay. <laughs> then get, no get, worries. Just go right ahead. <laughs> I think go right ahead. Pencils at the ready, folks. <laughs> right. Uh, 0421-082-538. Yeah, just give us a bell or jump on the website. Basically, the website you get on... You've got different teachers that they've got like a little bio about themselves. You know, guys like Harlan, for example, he's pretty much my IT right hand man. Pretty much does everything. Um, he um, he was mining Bitcoin back in university, his university days. You know, he's been in crypto just forever. We've got guys like I said, specialising Pulse. We've got Ocean Fire, uh, Railgun, um, 
uh, Tech Stack, Sophie from CryptoSense, and they all specialise. So you just find a teacher that you like. It's a excuse me, it's a half an hour free consultation. So ring up all the teachers if you want and find one you connect with mm. you know what i mean that that's you know because we've got even debbie from commonwealth bank you know she's quite young so she sort of attracts the the younger generation um so yeah you just go through half an hour free consultation then if you like the teacher and you guys work together then we send you a pack um and uh yeah you sort of just start the process from there you know cool so, uh, look, Brandon, thanks very much for coming in today for the chat and, and Michael for, for co-hosting with me and uh, you're welcome to, uh, to hang around and, and, and keep on rolling. Um, Orange Brick Road, uh, I, I guess I've just um, jotted here in my notes, if, if you want a crypto sensei um, and, uh, and, and teacher <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and, and be the wise one, oh grasshopper, I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've learned a new language today or been introduced to a new language, I haven't learned it, um, but it's, it's, it's certainly very interesting and I, I, I guess the, the opportunity to, um, to have a lot of questions answered and everything like that would uh, would be a great start from Orange Brick Road. So, uh, thanks for joining us today. And um, absolute pleasure, yeah, mate. Hope to catch you again in the uh, in the future. Let's uh, let's move on with some more music now and uh, a classic from the Eagles and Hotel California.